The Yuletide TV podcast is hosted by three college friends trying to find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. That quest can, at times, be frustrating, which is a nice way of saying that this show contains explicit content. We know that might get us placed on the naughty list, but better us than you. Back in 2801, the Friendly Robot Company built a robotic Santa to determine who'd been naughty and who'd been nice and distribute presents accordingly. But something went wrong. Wow, 2801. Anyway, wait, you fool! Due to a programming error, Santa's standards were set too high, and he invariably judges everyone to be naughty. Welcome to the Yuletide TV Podcast, where it is your last very special John episode for a little bit. And besides it being the most important episode, because it's hosted by me, I am joined by my two regular and esteemed co-hosts, Big Literal Papa Bri Bri. Ah, it's happened. (laughs) (laughs) How are we, how are we doing, Brian? Oh, so... So fulfilled and so, so very sleepy. <laughs> you know, uh, they just, yeah. just everything they tell you about being a parent is true. Just how, how just your life is complete now that you've got to care for this little piece of shit that <laughs> doesn't know how to talk, doesn't know how to convey its feelings, <laughs> and doesn't sleep right like a normal human being yet. It's got to learn everything, John. I think it conveys its feelings effectively. It probably can. I think that's the truest expression of human feeling. We I evolved, just w- we evolved reason, <laughs> and the only logical response to that is to scream. Fair, fair. <laughs> I just want to tell. I just want to tell my kid, who's listening to this for some dumb reason in the distant future. I love you, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm proud of you. Unless you're selling meth, in which I'm very very disappointed. Not mad. I'm not disappointed if you're selling meth and you're good at it. <laughs> do you maybe do you maybe want to slip in there that you don't think they're a piece of shit actually or uh... Oh no, this kid was def I mean, listen, I'm going to let my kid know at an appropriate age they were an absolute piece of shit when they first when they first started out, but that's the beauty of it. That's the good place mentality. You can always get a little bit better tomorrow. That's uh the game we play. Uh huh. I've heard that Autumn was a monstrous baby, and I have heard I was a monstrous baby. So I presume that genetics is consistent, and <laughs> that my, that my life it might negate it. It might negate itself, John. <laughs> yeah, just just we just roll roll the dice into the luckiest mild child in the world. You might have young Sheldon. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I would love my kid if he was autistic, or they were autistic. I would love my kid if he was autistic, but not a woman. Now that I know where that went, sorry for it. Young Sheldon? (laughs) I don't know. You don't have to be sorry for young Sheldon. You're not CBS. CBS (laughs) should be sorry for young Sheldon. (laughs) Chris just gave a look of like, I'm going to have to cut so fucking much of this. I I think you leave this all. I I especially want you to leave that bit about, I would love my child if they were autistic, but not a woman. (laughs) I think you leave that (laughs) You leave that in, but with no context. Yeah, but that is a stinger. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so, and then, then, uh, you know, joining... Big Papa Bri Bri is uh, also Chris. 
I'm here too. <laughs> this is a John centric episode. It's not about Chris. Not about me tonight. Nope. You know what I get I get to close out the podcast on Christmas Eve, so today I can mm. just sit back and relax. Which I've always I've always wondered where the budget for the fireworks uh, for the final Chris episode came from. But who am I to judge? I also don't like the Joe Para mandate where you've made us clap after each firework. <laughs> hey man, when they're good, they're good. <laughs> That's a deep cut. It's also <laughs> Also, it's also a little strange that you don't allow us to take bathroom breaks. And uh, this whole time, yeah. Look, the Google meeting <laughs> only lasts so long. We can't afford to take breaks. All right, Chrissy Bezos. Wait, can we take breaks after the meeting, though? What you do on your personal time is of no business of mine. Oh my god, <laughs> I am so backed up. But but you better but you better work the mandated overtime. That is not paid at overtime wages. And no, no requests for family time will be pay, will be delivered until January. Le- legit question: Do you think that the astronauts who went up in space in Bezos's rocket, or uh, uh, what's his face, uh, the Virgin Mobile guy, do you think they got hazard pay, or do you think they just got screwed <laughs> into regular pay? <laughs> I'm I'm sure they were unpaid. Oh, they paid. They paid it. I mean, didn't you hear how? I mean, Tom... they paid, but was it hazard pay? No, no, they they, they, they paid, paid to go on the show. they paid to go on the shuttle. They didn't get paid anything. Didn't you hear about how Tom Hanks was offered to go up in the same flight as William Shatner as long as he paid twenty eight million dollars? And he <clears> said, <throat> "No, fuck that." <laughs> yeah, I'm always I'm always so confused because uh, some of, some of my friends are really really into stonks and cryptos, and they were buying a lot of Blue Oracle, which is the Jeff Bezos one. Yeah, and I was like, I just don't see how this ever has utility. Like, it's it is literally just rich guy space money. Like, I don't know how a human ever gets to pay for this. You have to be some sort of like demagogue that's like hoarding his wealth. You have to be smog. I watched a very interesting YouTube video about how we uh, average citizens get to go to space, and the answer was alien war. Ooh. You know what? Ooh. Great point. Yeah, that's going to be a good movie, too. Starring Chris Pratt. <laughs> We're all voiced by Chris Pratt in that movie. All voiced by Chris <laughs> Pratt in that movie. That's what it comes down make, to. Then he makes really weird posts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of Alien War, how about Robot War with Robot Santa? Because that's right. We watch Futurama. <laughs> season 2. <laughs> Xmas story. It's on Hulu and presumably Amazon. If you want to tell Jeffy Bezos, congratulations. I want to meet the one person who didn't know we were covering Futurama and picked up on Robot Santa Holy War. Did you say Holy War or just Space no. War? You just said Space, space War. war. Yeah, you just said Space War. And yeah, someone I linked who goes, it into, I linked Stop it into, projecting, Brian. Yeah, You're right. There's no religiosity <laughs> in the future. We have as the professor said, we have gotten rid of, rid of all of our preconceptions with morality. <laughs> modesty. Modesty. It was modesty right before he dis- disrupts. Yeah. Which is immodest. I've, I failed to see how I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's your episode. Right. You're always yeah, right, dude. John. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You know what else is right? This summary, we're jumping in. <laughs> the episode starts with Conan O'Brien's head. 
performing and getting heckled by Bender on a fun ski trip for the gang, and a fun bit about our future dystopia of nuclear winter canceling out global warming. The professor does a few sick weekend at Bernie flips before Fry hits a tree and Bender backcountry snowboards through a frozen lake. Hermie makes some cool, cool running jokes because of course he had to, and we learn that Xmas in the future is literally Xmas. The gang gets their Xmas poems and goes gets to work prepping for the holiday. Flat Fry laments his first Xmas without his family, and Leela cries about her own lack of family. Bender sees a heart-tugging report on homeless robots, and it motivates him to go help out at the liquor kitchen. Fry goes to help, and he learns that future Santa is a murder robot who chops off your head and stuffs you. Before going to shop for Leela, we meet the most important character, Tiny or Tinny Tim. Fry buys Leela the best parrot, who promptly escapes. Leela goes to save Fry. Why? I'll tell you why. Because Santa Claus is coming to town. They learn the most important lesson, to be lonely together during the holidays. <laughs> Bender and the Bumbots rob the crazy cat lady, while Fly Fry and Leela dodge lasers from Robo Santa, and the $500 parrot saves them from the missile, and Santa adds Bender to the naughty list. The crew goes back home, or we cut back to the crew back home who are doing the hair-selling parable, right before Fry and Leela re lead Robo-Santa to the Planet Express. The gang works together to do a Christmas-themed expulsion of Santa into space, and the crew enjoys a nice fried parrot. So, uh, yeah. Futurama. Futurama. That was, uh, that was that. Futurama. That was that episode. Brian, you like to ski, right? Oh, you bet. You uh, excited for nuclear winter? I oh my! If it brings back the snow, absolutely. <laughs> I, you know, it's just there's always going to be that fine line of nuclear winter of it's going to bring back the snow or it's going to block out the sun, forcing the robots to find a different energy source. <laughs> it's human. The other, <sighs> the new energy is human. Shit. To do sweet jumps. <laughs> That's bullets. And then for somehow, then somehow there's a sequel to it twenty years later. Oh my god! I'm not excited for that. By the way, I, I have, want, like I've I've been racking my brain to figure out how the sequel makes sense, and I can't. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know, I don't know how this. I was like, oh, maybe it's like new characters. So like, oh, it's a few, it's a Matrix from a different perspective. No, nope. it's a new the one. It could be like Avatar: The Last Airbender. You know, it's just there's multiple reincarnations of it. You're in the next iteration. It's like jumping from Last Airbender to Legend of Korra. Man, I was I thought you were gonna make a joke about normal the Avatar movie and I was like then it'll have an inexplicable Disney park. No. No 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 no. You know what? Disney should have done Matrix Land, not Avatar Land. That was <laughs> Matrix Land. Just It's just where cops shoot you. <laughs> the real question is how have we not had Matrix theme park rides licensed to Six Flags? <laughs> I I don't know what to tell you. I just I only I refuse to believe there's more than one Matrix movie. I mean, Brian, you're going to disavow the Keymaster? Yes. As someone who recently rewatched the trilogy and who has pretty much always had this stance, I don't think the sequels are that bad. Uh, I think the second one is fine. I think the third one is unacceptable. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's concluding a trilogy. That, but you don't that's... like mechs? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just don't, I just don't. I just don't get most of it. I understood, like, you had to do the world building in the second, which is cool. Like, the world building is cool. And then they just, then you had to pay off this big universe, and they couldn't. Which is fine. That's, like, how it works. Futurama has, like, 75 false endings as a show. 
and I still <laughs> like it. <laughs> it has one good ending. I remember having memories uh, as I was watching Futurama of remembering every time it got brought back. <laughs> right, but it's just a vague memory of, oh, hey, Futurama's back on. <laughs> there's there's one really good ending where, and I think it's the second time it dies, where it's like Fry and Leela are immune to like a time stopping thing, and they have like a cool life together, but then they have to like Tony Stark it and end in the end end of Avengers Endgame to save everyone, but like, and that was like a pretty good ending. It was like conclusive, and like all the characters like got what they wanted, but then they're like, but what if? But if more. we did more. <laughs> and then then it just kind of ends on something dumb, I think. I think they just restart the universe or whatever. As you do. Which would mean restarting Robot Santa. You guys you guys afraid of that Robot Santa? Kinda, yeah. Yeah, he's going to stuff presents down your head. Ex- unless you're Zoidberg, who's a good boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting take on Santa. Definitely, I mean, it, it falls in line a little bit with Santa's sleigh, but it's it's a new take. <laughs> yeah, I just, I have a thing for murder, San- murder Santas this season, huh? A lot of yeah, murder Santas going on. Yeah, I can't yeah. think. I'm glad John Goodman's in it because this is literally my fate. Like I can't. I, I I didn't know how badly I wanted him as a murder Santa and not just a regular Santa. You know how people like dunk on Nick Cage for doing anything. John Goodman will literally do anything, and I think that's the joy of John Goodman. Is like he'll just say yes. Do you want to be murder Santa? Uh, yes. Ab- do you want to be the vice dean of a community college? Absolutely. <laughs> get, get me the. Do you want your face to be on someone's finger in a gambling app ad? Yeah, sure. Where's yeah. the line that I sign? Very, on? very disturbing. I don't know if you've seen those commercials. Yeah, I have. I have seen fucking... the John Goodman one, and it they was will very haunt your confusing. dreams. Yeah. yeah, that's the. It's the worst one. I. It almost feels like you know. I'm like, you know, like how like Lost in Translation sets like, oh, like celebrities will do like these commercials in Asia because no one will ever see them. I feel like John Goodman thought no one would see this commercial because he's like, he's like having a lot of fun and that smile is disconcerting. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. It actually ruined my Christmas thinking about it. So is this from the 60s? No, this is from last, this is from like two months ago. Uh, it's from like I I saw it last week I think for the first time. What the fuck is this? I saw it for the first time when I started coming out to Denver to visit Autumn because I gamble like a degenerate when I'm here, <laughs> and it's uh yeah it's a disturb it is a there's a it's a tough to stomach commercial. Why does he look like John Belushi? There's a whole family of these commercials, and I don't know how this app has so much money to get like legitimate celebrities well it's like matt damon and all those crypto commercials now god you know i just thought what i actually thought was happening was like actors just weren't working during covid but like john goodman was (laughs) so i just found a way yeah all right john we're gonna need you to dedicate a whole room of your house to green screen (laughs) just dance around do yuletide commercials (laughs) (laughs) he does do a good job i mean to your point about him being a better robo santa than a regular santa his voice has that nice edge to it Mm -hmm. uh there's a real gruffness to it but it's got it's got like a point it's not like 
if you want to compare like an Ed Asner voice, which is also gruff and a little cantankerous, but there's there's a comfort that can be found in there. John Goodman can really just drive you home and be like, hey, I'm not fucking around here. <laughs> I'm here to kill you unless you're Zoidberg. It's a mallet. Apparently in future appearances, they move on from John Goodman to John DiMaggio. Oh, who is? That makes who sense. Who is Bender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Disappointing, though. You got to stick. No, great. Still a great voice actor. Oh, tremendous voice actor. But you, you got John Goodman. That's the yeah. Cadillac. It's the yeah. Cadillac, Brian. That's like um, early uh, Family Guy when death comes around is voiced by norm mcdonald and then yeah. every time after that it's adam carolla <laughs> <laughs> Step, most... steps down steps down boy sometimes i forget adam carolla exists but i yep. enjoy that he replaced norm mcdonald because adam carolla is like the poorest man's norm mcdonald <laughs> like politically comedy wise just everything about Adam Carolla is just bad Norm MacDonald. <laughs> diet Norm MacDonald. No, that's an insult to Diet Soda. You oh, don't okay. say that about Diet Soda. So it's the it's the <laughs> Mr. Pims to his Dr. Pepper? Yes, absolutely. Okay. It is it is his doc it is the Dr. Thunder to his Dr. Pepper. <laughs> that is that is still got a degree though. <laughs> yeah, degree in thunder. 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 <laughs> I, just, I wonder if it has 32 or 23 flavors or just like one <laughs> it's got 23 favors 23 favors and all 23 of them are favors it does for you it's at and 23 favors and all of them are asking you to please buy this product if family needs it <laughs> keep purchasing <laughs> dr thunder if you want to be on the good list buy dr thunder <laughs> or he will gun you down so uh i want to i want to talk about things that we're supposed to on this podcast when we're talking about an episode which i do acknowledge is against my character <laughs> but i am willing to do it just this once we're here for you which is i think this episode is very very good at establishing all of the characters what they do who they are and not because Futurama does have some serialization. It's not like The Simpsons where like every episode just like resets. And uh, the serialization doesn't affect it, and it catches you up really well. And I think you could jump into this episode if you had never seen Futurama in your life. I agree. It's interesting, though. This, this episode does something really interesting at the beginning, which is it does not set up the plot until about five minutes in. Yeah, because you had to see those sweet ski tricks by the professor. Right, it's it's weird. It's like there was like two competing pitches in the writer's room and they had to like mash two episodes into one because like someone had an idea for a ski episode where they all go skiing and someone had the Christmas pitch idea and then they were like, well, we don't have enough episodes to do both. And we know the Christmas episode will probably get us more ratings. So let's let's just take the best bits from the Chris, the skiing episode and we'll put that in the front and it's snow. And then we can roll that in to the Christmas portion of the episode because it is just like a series of gags. And it's like there's no there's no plot here. It's just it's just gags, which is which is fine. There's yeah, some good gags tremendous. in it. Yeah. <laughs> 
It has Conan, Chris. <laughs> well, it's got Conan. It's got the uh, the little Peanuts gag. That was my favorite part, probably. No, yeah. that's not my favorite part. We, uh, I will talk about my favorite part later. But that was like, oh, this is really good. Yeah. Until the other favorite part. It's great radio right here. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but, but I think you're right. I think it is easy to... I mean, it, it's pretty easy to jump into. I mean, you don't need to really know who these people... You don't need to really have the backstory of who these people are all that much. No, and I didn't watch... I haven't watched a lot of Futurama. I watched enough Futurama to respect it and understand it, but not so much that I remember anything, really. And uh, this episode was great. It just had a lot of fun with it. This is... I would say this is a great like entry level Futurama episode two, right? Where you kind of get an understanding of what the future is like. You kind of get an understanding of who the characters are, but it's not so out of left field and wild. I think the first one just kind of feels off putting in some, in some ways, if you don't know what you're getting into, if that makes sense. Whereas this one, it's just, it's an easy cradle into everything. And that's nice. It's also interesting because it's like you can tell that even though it's the second season, the show's still kind of trying to figure out its tone a little bit. You know, Futurama becomes known, I think, a little later on for these like emotional gut punch episodes, like the one with the dog, uh, the one with Fry's brother. And I think some of those later episodes that you were mentioning john that kind of like more more wrap up the series and so i think they were like trying to get there in this episode a little bit but we're still also trying to balance like oh like we want to draw the people who like the simpsons so we should have like some like some a little bit of that humor going on so i think that balance like you're you're finding the show in an interesting spot as i think it is starting to really figure out what it wants to be yeah, I don't think I don't think this is like a super I I think this episode's really fun and it is one of the episodes I remember about Futurama. It's I don't know if it's like the best ep I don't like I'm trying to I wanna say I like the Fox Futurama episodes best, but like maybe I like I, the ones I remember from the Fox Futurama is like this and the dog. Mm-hmm. So maybe I remember the Comedy Central ones better. Cause there's like but they just maybe have just happened when I was older. But like Futurama does kind of like figure out its tone a little more, where it gets a little, a little more Rick and Morty e, where it's like much more reliant on its serialization, and it's like world building and stuff. This is just like yeah, like it's kind of doing like what if we took Simpsons humor, but put it in the future, so the Simpsons couldn't have done it, because <laughs> future. Yeah, because future. I mean, what appealed to you, John, about this episode to pick it as your personal favorite? I like these Fox animateds a lot because they're fun. And I didn't want to do a third American dad. <laughs> <laughs> and we did this. Even though, let the record show, we could have. We could have. I could have done that one where they have the gunfight with Santa and I wouldn't have felt bad. <laughs> and you shouldn't have. No, but, like, I just remember this episode being really fun, and I remember Robo Santa being a really fun idea when I was, like, nine, and I guess didn't know enough about things to be, like, most cultures kind of have a little element of evil to Christmas, and that's, like, more fun for them, 
that we really miss out in America because of the ruthless capitalism of our country. What if we combine... <laughs> Christianity. Yeah. <laughs> what if we combine Christmas with The Purge? Why hasn't The Purge done a Christmas do you, movie yet? Do you guys think The Purge is a good concept for a movie? Or no. Are you, or are you smart? I think it's garbage. <laughs> it's just a dumb, dumb movie. I mean... Yeah. Is it a good concept for a movie? I mean, that's a weird question to ask. Is anything a good concept for a movie? Yes. I mean... <laughs> yes, very clearly. There are good movies. <laughs> there are also bad ones. Yeah. The Purge is dumber than hell. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen one, so I... I, I really? I, I, I don't want... It's, it's, it's a fine movie to watch if you're hungover. <laughs> I don't even... It's kind of loud to watch when you're hungover. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I think The Purge just exists for, like, idiots who are, like, obsessing with why they own guns and need to explain why they own guns. Well, what it is, it's murder <laughs> porn, you know? Final Destination isn't a good movie, but people gravitate towards it because they want to see people die, gruesomely. And it's the same thing with the Saw movies, it's the same thing with the Purge movies, and it's the same thing with the Mickey Mouse movies. I'm just kidding. And with uh, and it's the same thing with Hostel, the worst of oh, them Oh, yeah. All. Hostel. No, no. But the one human I like the Centipede most. Centipede is the worst of them all. And no, I need to remember. Human Centipede 2 is the worst of them all, but Hostel is the most funny because they literally run out of money. And the <laughs> last scene is the worst green screen I have ever seen. I need to send you a TikTok where someone recreated the human centipede as a musical <laughs> Ooh. so uh, you're always behind me so my autumn, best friend in confidence so autumn has walked into a room so i must ask the question the most important question of the episode which is would you rather have a 500 dollars parrot or 500 stink lizards oh man but you could have 500 of them <laughs> i mean it's it's tough i had the same question written down that i was i was gonna ask uh because there's nothing particularly special about the parrot that we know of it's just an expensive parrot it doesn't even talk it just screeches and i know not all parrots talk but still it's also ugly you got to go parrot because it will save your life from a missile that is that is true if there's if there's one redeeming quality about the parrot it is the life-saving aspect that it will sacrifice itself for you was that was that a life-saving act or is that just it's a christmas episode brian i'm gonna choose to interpret it that way (laughs) (laughs) it's a it's the most heroism that that bird could muster Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then it also provided a delightful christmas snack (laughs) big fan of the rocket launcher the guy at the department store pulled out too I just feel like that's out of budget. <laughs> I remember seeing this episode when it aired when I was a kid. And there were, I, I know I didn't see the whole episode, but there are a couple things that I remember very distinctly about it. And they are Laser Axe, Robo Santa, and the missile launcher to take down <laughs> Robo Santa. <laughs> this is, you know what? This episode is heavily influenced by Santa Slay or vice versa, because also missile launcher used to stop Santa. Oh, good point. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Because yeah. the local gun club had it. 
Well, obviously, <laughs> all local gun clubs have a missile launcher. <laughs> Speaking of things this episode influenced, I was watching this, and I had a question I wanted to po- pose to you both, which is, is Zoidberg the inspiration for Teddy from Bob's Burgers? Ooh. Mm. It's not the same actor, is it? I don't think so. I but they imagine. both have kind of like a weird, like, nasally voice, and they both are very needy. People. but they're good guys but they're good guys you know and they're also i mean yeah and they're also a good guy i mean well, at least they're a great guy that's that's what i'm that's what i'm saying i think there's a lot of similarities it's just you don't have the same interpersonal like interactions between characters so the the it's not an exact setup but i think just in terms of character traits and mannerisms there's some similarities there i mean zoidberg would have followed around an ice capade too <laughs> right exactly so overall i'm just a big fan of teddy teddy might be one of my favorite cartoon characters of all time zoidberg's like i think a secretly tremendous character because like his standalone episodes all kind of own like where he goes back to his home planet is a very fun episode yeah that's a good one and he's the only good boy He's the only good boy who gets a, a pogo stick. A nice little pogo stick. Yeah. And he got all that hair. <laughs> that was horrifying. <laughs> but a but a good gag. <laughs> that's a good that's a good O. Henry bit that gets gets a nice twist on it. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just glad someone had a use for all those combs. <laughs> I also now, John, I think out of the three of us you've watched the most of this show. At the end, they destroy Santa, or at least get him out of their hair by trapping him in a armor fireplace. And I remember as the episode was happening, I'm like, it's so weird that they just got like this big, <laughs> big cog door around the fireplace that they keep putting in to shots. Uh, but is that always there or is that just for this no. episode? No, it's it's just for the episode, but okay. for the most part with Futurama, you can go, there is a, the professor exists, therefore most things can be explained by the professor did it. And sure. also, if you lived in a future where there was a murder Santa who came through on Christmas and could kill you for being naughty, you probably mm-hmm. would want to prevent access just, from Santa. Just, just like those people in The Purge have those purge <laughs> defenses. Yeah, did, I get the security it. Did you guys watch that movie about the woke purge? No. Uh, Chris I, is, I know. I know. Oh wait, the hunt. Yeah. Yeah, I did watch that. Is I it? Did. Is it as garbage as it looks? It's fine. Oh. You know, that's I, better I, there's than nothing I was to write expecting. home about. It's just a fine. It's a fine movie. That's you know satire or something who gives a shit i mean it's another hunting people movie if you want a good hunting people movie do yourself a favor and watch hide and seek that is a great movie but brian it's about how the libs are hunting the real americans and how that's bad and everybody is a caricature of the side they're playing yeah Yeah. because that's what cancel culture is you wait for the woke mob to come for this podcast when they find out we're anti-vax, baby. 
<laughs> Natural immunity only. <laughs> no, no, oh, get vaccinated, God. get your boosters. <laughs> John, I'm sorry, April's already got her booster. Oh, and she's pregnant, so or she was pregnant, so I guess that means she, she's pregnant when she got the booster. So I guess that means it doesn't affect fertility. My worldview is shattered. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> We threw some crystals on top of it, just to be extra. Just for okay. safety. That's <laughs> smart. That's yeah. smart thinking. Uh, Cover all the bases. I can, I can tell I've been in Colorado because that when we were cleaning up the uh, the apartment the other day, I found like a whole bunch of these like nice like circular vases, and I was like, man, these would be cool if we put some crystals in them. <laughs> <laughs> what has that state done to you, John? Brian, Brian, we gotta. Ask- we gotta extract him. We gotta. <laughs> we gotta execute the extraction plan. <laughs> uh, John, I forgot to tell you, you didn't head far enough west, my man. <laughs> I mean, there is the thing is there actually isn't a further west. That's just what the globalist cabal wants you to think. Oh, God <laughs> damn it, he's deeper than we thought, Chris. It ends at the Rockies. Uh, <laughs> John, I have this invitation for you to win a new water ski boat, but you have to claim it back here in Wisconsin. Oh, shit. Is there another option? Because the boat's a boat. But the other can, option Can I just get cash? Anything. Is cash an option? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure, but you still yeah. need to get it here in Wisconsin. <laughs> Or Utah. Send me a cashier's check, good sir. <laughs> so, uh, I guess before we get to our closing statements, before the jury of socks, coal, and classics, uh, Brian, what was that favorite part you mentioned? It's back when they're in the uh, the alcohol soup kitchen, and uh, Bender's talking about how full he is, and the in the robot. Oh God, I'm just. This is so captivating. You know, this is great podcasting. It's just the part where they 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 have a quick moment of, we're out of food. Bender's like, I'm so full. And then Tinny Tim goes, oh, I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't at the soup kitchen. It was at, uh, it was around the dinner table at the end. At the end, Jeez, yeah. I'm getting my, yeah, I'm getting my areas mixed up. Where he's like, we don't have food, but we've got the something better, the the family around us. And then Tinny Tim goes, I'm so hungry. <laughs> Tinny Tim is a tremendous robot because I just like the concept that someone built a robot to be Tiny Tim. <laughs> just, your life is misery, little robot. I had one other favorite part that was also robot related, which was at the beginning where Bender is heckling Conan. And Conan <laughs> is like, well, at least I have a soul. And Bender's like, yeah, whatever and then he goes and freckles and that, that's, and that's what, what gets him <laughs> that's what gets him futurama is such a smart show that uh the last bit you know where bender's like i found it on the street like i find all my food just such a smart joke because there's a uh, there's a whole episode about how bender tries to become a celebrity chef you know that's a great that's a great <laughs> call forward you know that's oh, that's oh. how you pl- that's how you plot your show there oh. you go yeah uh, those are those seats yeah. the roadmap just yeah. like we do on our show, right? Yes. <laughs> so much planning goes into this. You cannot tell. Have we reaped anything yet? No, but someday. It's, oh, we've been. Someday. You know, we've been sewing. <laughs> to quote the Twitter meme, fuck yeah, we love sewing. <laughs> <laughs>
fuck boys i'm surprised we're not sewing right now and i and i for one i for one don't ever see a time where we'll be reaping (laughs) (laughs) nor do i (laughs) but there's always a chance okay so one other one other bit before we go into final judgment brian which one of these bait skiers based on what you saw could you take in a freestyle in a freestyle skiing race like an 80s movie style winner becomes king of the mountain ski race king of the mountain 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 zoidberg because he skis on all fours yeah he skis next on all fours. next time so. we go skiing can i ski like that yeah if you if you if you really want except we're just gonna have to get you two snow snowboards <laughs> that'd be pretty cool though <laughs> Uh, uh, John, John, just going down the mountain. Is this right, <laughs> Brad? Have you ever gone backcountry skiing, and have you fallen off a cliff? Uh, no, and that terrifies the living hell out of me. And you can find some GoPro videos out there of guys who go over cliffs unknowingly, and it's wild. <laughs> it's just absolutely wild. You don't. You think to yourself, oh, as you're watching the tracks, the the film. You go to yourself. This the tracks that he's following aren't going where he's going, <laughs> and there's probably good reason for that. What are you doing, man? Man. Yeah, I have a I have a cousin who's super into doing that stuff, and whenever I see him take videos of doing that, I'm like, this is like, this has got to be a bad plan. <laughs> yeah, I just don't, I, I just feel like you I, keep on making bets. <laughs> there's an appeal to backcountry skiing. I get. But at the same time, who cares? <laughs> you know. At the same time, I have a life in the future. Yeah. I have a child. It's yeah, right. It's like it's like bragging that you take way every day. You know, no one cares. <laughs> I, I do take way every day. A little ISO pure <laughs> espresso flavor. ISO pure. You know what? I usually I shit on things and say don't sponsor us because I don't like your product, but. God, please sponsor me, and then I can save forty dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, since that's the gift I would give myself for Christmas, let's give Family Guy a gift. Who wants to do a rating? Did you just say Family Guy a gift? Fuck. Futurama gift. Fuck Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell it's getting to the end of the season because <laughs> I am Horn. Yes. Uh, yeah. Who's? Um, I, should I start? I. I. You can. I'm ready to start too. You, Fight Brian, for it, Brian. You, please, you start. It's a Christmas classic. I mean, come on. It's warranted. It's Christmassy, in a way that doesn't hit you over the head with the same old uh, uh, tried and true lessons and outcomes. It's Futurama, so it's fun and fresh and funny and you just it's rewatchable as well with a solid it sticks to landing you know it still has the most something more important than food family it has god i'm so hungry it has 22 minutes which is the key for all ratings (laughs) (laughs) it is fast it is fun it is easy it is breezy uh i'm gonna go classic i cut off chris so chris can rate and then segue himself Okay. You don't. You don't get a. You don't get a segue from the king, Chris. 
Okay. The Segway King. <laughs> the seg John the Segway King. Oh god. You know, John, that's why you gotta you gotta turn on your camera for it so we know when you're wearing your crown. <laughs> I never take it off. That's intentionally deceptive of you. I have a I have a tattoo of a king like the playing card. I never take it off, Brian. He's a real Mark Ruffalo like that. <laughs> no is that a brother's bloom reference no it's a hulk reference i'm not a I'm he's not always a, the king because he never takes it off and he's always, always angry, angry. Yeah. i'm actually not a ruffalo i'm a norton i'm impossible i to am work norton with. too I'm also <laughs> a norton. it's true you both are i keep on trying to rewrite the episodes without your consent <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm feeling generous. I'll also call it a Christmas classic. Goddamn right you will. It's good. It's just good fun. It's uh, You're not going to be mad about watching this. It's It's got some good celebrity cameos in it. It's Christmassy, but different. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know. What, it's funny. And what more could you want? At this point, It's it's December 22nd. If you're not looking for a laugh right now, I guess good for you, but uh, it's probably because you're cornered by your family and there's nowhere else to go for you to find that laugh. Real quick before we uh, move on, and I still have control. Everyone, give me your best family member made a joke. You have to pretend it's funny. Laugh. <laughs> <laughs> really? I've really, I've really, I've really been trying to not laugh at people's jokes when I don't find them funny anymore. Right. I just, I just am like, I just kind of give them like a half grin, blank, not like blank stare, nod, just like, yeah, uh huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, okay, and then that really throws them off. It really does because then, then they, then they know they fucked up. So, Chris, you did that to me last week. <laughs> yeah, Chris, I know. I know, Chris. Brian. You've been, Chris, you've been doing that to me for two years. <laughs> well, oh my god. <laughs> Now I've revealed the secret to my sauce, I guess. Oh, fuck. It's <laughs> a lot of relationship stuff we have to reconsider here. <laughs> well, well, podcast listeners, it has been a delight for my episodes this season. I would say it's been more of a delight than it was for you listening to Brian's episodes. And I will maintain my segue. The fuck is that about? I thought you were going to say something like it was more of a delight than when I did it last year. Then I was going to jump in with the John's heart's grown two more sizes bit. No. Fucking throw me under that bus. Shooting his shot on his way out, and he's not giving you any room to rebuttal. So (laughs) you should have. John shooting the sheriff, the deputy, and the whole goddamn police department. (laughs) Just going in there. I was doing... I don't even have a camera for you guys to see, but I was fanning the hammer. Just going in there, (laughs) fanning the hammer. (laughs) Uh, But I will maintain my Segway King crown, cock it slightly askew, and do a finger guns to Chris to wrap this baby up. All right. Thanks, John. So here we come to our final episode of Season 3. Join us in two days on Christmas Eve, where we'll be talking about my personal... uh, My... Personal favorite, personal favorite, favorite, favorite. Uh, blah, 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 yeah. Where personal. we'll be talking about my personal favorite pick this year, The Constant, from the fourth season of Lost, which you can watch on Hulu. But until that time, we are just going to be here. We hope your Christmas season is going well, whatever other holidays you're celebrating, uh, whatever time you're spending with family, we hope you're doing it safely. 
We hope you're enjoying it. We hope you're getting everything done, that you're not too stressed. And if you are, hey, just pop this podcast on and we'll take your mind off it for 45 minutes. Uh, If we've been accomplishing that uh, and you got the time, leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Do it if you don't have the time. We do this without having the time. That's a good point. We really don't. We really don't have the time to be doing this, but here we are. (laughs) Oh, my wife is so mad that we could be doing other things right now. Oh, my my girlfriend will throw hands about this podcast. Yeah, I mean, my fiance is, uh, you know, very supportive, but also less than pleased. So (laughs) I keep getting that. So how much money are you making on this again? (laughs) I was I was explaining this to someone and how like we were like number like number one, like the first link on that iHeartRadio thing. And then they were like, he's like, so uh, when are you going to monetize that? And I had to be like, well, we got an offer from a razor company once, but we didn't want it because it was dumb. And probably a scam. Uh, someone someone also sent us an email asking us to review their Christmas album, and I'm just like, we do not have the time for this. No. I am so sorry. <laughs> well, but... I'll review it right now. Yeah. It's okay, at best. <laughs> Thank you for putting the time in the studio. We are not a, we are not a music podcast. <laughs> it's fine. Yep. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, send us some holiday greetings. Yuletide TV at gmail.com at Yuletide TV. Great places to reach us. But uh, other than that, we are wrapping it up. Thank you for coming on the journey with us. We will see you on Christmas Eve. Until then, I have been Chris. I've been Brian. I remain John. Thanks for listening. We're glad you're still alive. And watch out for Robo Santa. Sleigh Bell Sounds provided by Michael Koenig from SoundBible.com and Joy to the World provided by FreeXmasMP3.com.